The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. I wanted to talk a little bit about the job that Scott Drew has done down in Waco with the Baylor Bears. You know, uh, I go back to Monday night. I was on Baylor to win at Texas in Austin in a hostile environment. And they went in there, and they were down at the half by three, but they got the job done, and the Bears won at 68-61. You know, Adam Flagler and uh, James Akinjo each had 19 as number three Baylor uh, beats number 21 Texas 68-61. And honestly, uh, the bottom line is, I think it was the last game they're going to play in that old Frank Irwin Center. Uh, It's been around for 45 years, so they ruined that for him. And then, uh, you know, obviously Beard has gone to Austin, and everybody talks about how great a coach he is, which he is. I think the guy's a good coach. I think he did a hell of a job at Texas Tech, and I think he's going to do the same thing in Austin, and I think he's building a a power and a a winner, and it's going to be a good, uh, let's say, decade uh, scenario for uh, the Longhorns on the hoop side. Obviously, their football program is lagging behind the hoops these days. But, I mean, you look at that game. Baylor got 13 from Kendall Brown, uh, 12 from the big fella, Ferella Flo Thamba. And, uh, you know, Texas uh, tied it at 54s on a Bishop layup in traffic uh, with about five minutes to go. Then uh, Flagler uh, answered. He had that uh, twist layup and then a three-pointer bang. Uh, to push the Bears' lead to five. Uh, And then uh, bottom line is Texas missed an easy bunny at the rim uh, where they missed. And then, you know, uh, Baylor got uh, a couple free throws. And then uh, Akinjo uh, pushed the lead to 63-54 with about two minutes left. And they were in business. Uh, Bottom line is Baylor held Texas scoreless uh, for five minutes when they built their lead. And the bottom line is, you know, Baylor shot up in the rankings uh, from number 10 to number three after, you know, the big purge over the weekend that saw the numbers one through six all lose on Saturday uh, afternoon and Saturday night. And now, bottom line is, we'll see how the Bears finish uh, the regular season and how they do in the Big 12 tournament and if they're going to get a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Think about this. If they get the number one seed, uh, they could end up in the San Antonio Regional and that's like close to Baylor. It's like within three hours, like their entire fan base would be in San Antonio and it would give them like a an edge, a home court feel uh, playing in, in Texas 
uh, being uh, right where they're from, essentially, in the hood or in the vicinity of the hood is going to be a good thing for the Bears. I mean, I think it's incredible when you think about it, what uh, Scott Drew has done down in Waco. I mean, let's face facts. Last year, they go up against Gonzaga in the national championship game, and they kicked their ass, and Gonzaga had not lost a game the entire season until they ran into the Bears in that title game. And what a brilliant job they did to beat the Zags on both ends of the floor. I thought they uh, moved the ball uh, spectacularly well, getting easy looks, knocking down shots, mid-range threes, getting to the 10. I thought they dominated uh, the boards. I thought they made Gonzaga look frustrated and sluggish, uh, even though Gonzaga's a great team. And bottom line is Baylor beat them and uh, knocked them off their perch. They won the national title. They got the banner. They got the ring. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Uh, Scott has done an incredible job uh, coaching there and building a winner and building uh, a program that is a huge problem for the heavyweight teams in the country to go up against. You play Baylor, you got your hands full. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Baylor plays Iowa State on Saturday. I just wanted to, like, uh, look at what they've done uh, to get to this point. I mean, in that game against Texas, they shot 40% from the floor and 40% from three. And you get that kind of productivity uh, from all of the guys in the rotation. They essentially uh, played six, and everybody produced, uh, and everybody gave them good burn and good minutes. They did everything. I thought, uh, you know, they won the battle of the boards. Uh, They did everything right. And that's what they do. They just play great basketball. They move the ball. They set screens. They pick and roll. They crash the boards. They take good shots. They get space and fire. Uh, You get off screens, and they got guys that can shoot. And if you got guys that can knock down shots and they get space, that's a dangerous commodity. Defensively, I think they are quick to the ball. Uh, They're great with double teams. Uh, They're great switching. Uh, They're great uh, handling their responsibility at the defensive end of the floor. Getting stops is the key to getting buckets. You make stops, you go in transition, you go to the other end of the floor, and you shake and bake and score. And that's how you, you know, keep piling buckets in, and that's how you win games. Think about the month that they had in February, now that we're in March, and madness is right around the corner. You go back to uh, the start of the month, uh, they lost at Fog Allen to Kansas and got whacked. 83 to 59. That was on the 5th of February. Then they went to Manhattan, Kansas, and spanked Kansas State, a tough team, by 15. They beat them 75 to 60. Uh, that was, you know, the following Wednesday on the 9th. Then they go home and they beat up on Texas 80 to 63. So you already know what they did to them Monday night. So they swept the season series. And so they did that on a Saturday, the 12th. Then they went to Lubbock and got beat by 10 by a great Texas Tech team. Everybody knows the job Mark Adams has done in Lubbock. Uh, They're badass, and they can play and beat anyone. 
Uh, and the bottom line is uh, they're going to be a tough out in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Baylor loses to them by 10. That was on the 16th. They go home. They beat another tough team. Everybody's seen what uh, Jamie Dixon's TCU team has turned into. Uh, They'll give you problems every night of the week. But Baylor beat them by 10, 72-62 on Saturday the 19th. Then on uh, Monday the 21st, they go to overtime at Stillwater against Oklahoma State, and they beat them in a crazy game. The Bears get it done 66-64. So then uh, you go home and the rematch with Kansas goes well because the Bears beat them by 10. That was on uh, the 26th on a Saturday afternoon. And then uh, Monday night to finish the month out, you beat Texas in Austin by seven. And I mean, uh, this team is incredible. So Saturday's their last game and it's in Waco. And the bottom line is they're going to beat Iowa State. Then they're going to go into the Big 12 tournament and have fun playing them because when you play them, uh, you better be ready because you're going to get balled on and you're going to get defended and you're going to get a crash course in, like, real hoops. You got a rebound. Uh, you better hope to get some rebounds. Otherwise, you're not going to get any second chances. So you miss that first shot. You don't get the rebound. You don't score. They go down and score. Uh, you get the gist of it. They just keep piling on and scoring and defending. And it is, I mean, it is 40 minutes, basically like Nolan Richardson of hell, like at Arkansas back in the day. I think playing Baylor has become a nightmare for teams. And I can't even fathom that they could be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament after they went last year and won the whole kid and caboodle beating Gonzaga. To me, that is absolutely crazy. Can you imagine that they went back and they're a number one seed and Gonzaga is going to be a number one seed, even though they lost to St. Mary's, which stunned everybody. I actually think it's good business for them to have lost to St. Mary's so that this year they don't go into the NCAA tournament uh, undefeated and go on the exact same type of run they did last year, easily with Timmy getting to the final. And then uh, you go uh, to the final and lose to Baylor. They don't know how to lose at Gonzaga because they never lose. So I think, actually, to be honest with you, losing to St. Mary's will benefit them in the long run. Like, I know everybody thinks Kansas all of a sudden has been losing games because they have. I mean, the Jayhawks just lost uh, on Tuesday night uh, at TCU in Fort Worth by 10. I mean, TCU spanked them. And then before that, on Saturday, Baylor kicked their ass. Now, I know they whooped up on Kansas State last Tuesday, if you go back. And then easy wins over West Virginia, Oklahoma State, a tough game with Oklahoma at Fog Allen, but they won that one. That was on the 12th. Of course, they lost on the 7th of February at Austin to that Texas squad. So a lot of people thought that they would be a a number one seed. Kansas will not be a number one seed. But I think those tough games, those losses to Baylor and TCU, in my estimation, at some level, that comes back to help them in the end. Same concept as Michigan State. Every year they start the season playing in all these 
tip-off tournaments and classics and all these brutal games against teams that are loaded and better than them. Michigan State's a heavyweight, but they were playing real blue-chip heavyweights and losing to them. And people are like, man, Michigan State gets rolled a lot in these games. But at the end of the season, they're a lot better team because of it. Now, I don't think Michigan State's that good this year. They're not going anywhere in the NCAA tournament. But it's the same concept. Losing games to really good teams will benefit you in some capacity, I think, by the time you get to the NCAA tournament. I can't wait for March Madness. I can't wait for the Selection Sunday. I can't wait for all these championship tournaments in the conferences that are going down. I'm losing weight over here. I can't get enough of the college rack. I know you love it too. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.